Welcome to Across the Desk and our new series, The Future Looks Good. We're focusing on autism and employment and connecting you to resources that can help your future look good. You are the future. The future looks good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. We just passed 12 o'clock. So good afternoon, everybody. And welcome to Across the Desk. My name is Elizabeth Plouffe, and I am the host of Across the Desk. And if this is the second time you're listening, welcome to the new series that we've created called The Future Looks Good. And my, my, I don't know, I was going to say my colleague, but that just sounds so awful. My, I don't know, my good buddy. (laughs) (laughs) My my good buddy, business partner, mentor, guru. Oh, Yoda. You can be my Yoda. Okay, I'll be Yoda for today. Yay! Hi. Paulette. Hi, I'm Paulette. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Who are you looking at? <laughs> Not very many people right now. Yeah. So we're having we're having a bit of the full disclosure. Bit of the COVID crazies today. We are on day three thousand four hundred and twenty-two of COVID isolation. And um, overall, I think we have, you know, we're going to be jumping into our topic. So this little prelude, you know, comes into it. Um, It's been a massive change adjusting to the COVID life. And Paulette's nodding, forgetting that people can't see her, but it's a yes for her. And, you know, we were in a situation where um, Spiro Carews Canada, which is the parent company that we own. Um, We were in a tech incubator. So we had a nice tech community. We had a routine going on. Things were moving forward, partnerships, whatever, whatever. And then COVID came along and just at the knees, man. Like, so the good thing is that Paulette and I both were used to working from home in some capacity or another. And both had setups that could support that change. So that it wasn't, honestly, I think you'd agree, Paulette, it wasn't too awful for the first. For the first while, it was fine. Yeah. But it's, it's the, uh, and it, it was a great time saver, not having to drive that half an hour to get to work. Yeah. But. 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 I need to get out of this place right now. Yeah. Day 7,462 is starting. <laughs> yeah. So. As part of that change and responding to that change, you know, a couple, some things we put in place to help us stay on track because routine is, is something I find very valuable. So we meet every day from 11 to 1 through Zoom um, and other platforms when Zoom's acting funky. And we have action items that we've been pushing forward during this time. So, you know, when it ends, we can say we've accomplished some pretty great stuff. So that part's good. But so why I'm sharing that with you with our, our COVID crazies, because we had to do some recentering before we came on the podcast, because I was a little COVID cranky. <laughs> Just having a moment. <laughs> we all need a moment. We all need a moment. So we talked last week about what we're going to be discussing, which is around, you know, NanoWorks and what we're trying to do to support the autism community. Um, And what we're kicking off with today is the first of our e-learning series, which is on change. 
So that's why we're talking about our, our COVID mentality and dealing with change because I've been absolutely astounded by the things that have happened as a result of people responding to the change COVID has brought. And not only, uh, you know, us as a team, but other members of our team. And we've been actually, a couple of new partnerships have come up with other organizations during this because we're just continuing to embrace what this could bring. Have you seen, Paula, the, um, the show from John Krasinski, Some Good News? Mm-mm. No. No. So a friend of mine reached out and she was having a COVID cranky day. And she was just so overwhelmed with the amount of negativity in the world that um, she's like, I'm having a hard time with it. And she was starting to believe conspiracy theories and all kinds of stuff because in the absence of knowledge, fear will take root and, you know, that's what will grow. So John Krasinski, who I'll be honest with you, I didn't know too much about. He used to be on The Office, which I didn't watch. Sorry. And he is Jack Ryan in some kind of action thing has started this show, this YouTube show called Some Good News, SGN. And it has just gone banana pants. So if you are having a COVID crazy day and adjusting to the change is a challenge and you want some good news, go check out Some Good News on YouTube because it's freaking hysterical. I have a whole new level of respect for this man. And I'm like, done. I'm going to watch you every day as part of my routine because you laugh and you get perspective and you see good news stories and it helps you sort of embrace the change that's, that's going on. So why are we talking about change? Well, why are we talking about change, Paulette? And I pause there and I know the answer, but... There's many good reasons to talk about change. Uh, a lot of people, and we're talking about people on the spectrum mainly here, but a lot of people get stuck. And a lot of people aren't happy with where they are. And a lot of people want to do something different with their lives. So they have to figure out how to make that change. They have to move forward in some capacity. So change here is basically where are you at and where do you want to go? Where are you to, as the newfies would say. Not a newfie, so I'm going to sit with where you're at (laughs) and where you want to go. I had a newfie friend, a Newfoundlander friend in college, and she'd be like, where are you to? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> a little while. But she was asking, where are you going? And so one thing that we discussed um, previously is that we are not suggesting to anybody that you have to change. We are not saying that, you know, if you have an autism diagnosis and are a part of the autism community, that that's the reason you have to change. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, there's something in everybody's life that just doesn't work positively for them. And it's, it's anything, could be anything. And we're going to get into what those examples might be. Um, but one of the reasons we're focusing on this is that in order to be successful on the NanoWorks platform and work well with an autism-specific employment coach, you need to be open to change. And you need to figure out where you're at with change before you can begin. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is a, it's a seven module program that we've set up around change. So we're going to dive into module one, which is introducing change. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And so here's some of the things that we, so how to assess your comfort with change, which is take a look at where you're at in your life. You know, are you feeling very resistant? Are you feeling very angry? Are you doing whatever? And where do you want to go? 
And I love how Paulette looks at this and she always corrects me. And she says, um, it's about progress, mm-hmm. not about success. However, that's defined, not about whatever it's about making progress. And I love that thought process. And are you ready to make some change? And why are you ready to make that change? So those are some, some brain prickers that we want to have you thinking about as we jump into it. And Paulette, what would you say would be some of the positive aspects of deciding to make progress and, and make some change happen? There's lots of positive aspects of it. Uh, the number one is uh, for a lot of people that I've supported, they're doing their thing every day, but they keep on saying, what's my purpose in life? Where am I going? Yeah. What am I supposed to be doing? Um, the purpose, everybody has a purpose. Somebody has, everybody has something that they're interested in, somewhere they want to go, something they want to do, people they want to meet. That's the purpose. So one of the positives is finding that purpose. What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. Your purpose could be getting a job. It could be going to school. It could be just meeting somebody. could be volunteering. could be volunteering. could your be taking a course. Life, could be as simple as getting out of the house and going for a walk every day. There's lots of different things with purpose. Once you've created that purpose, then you have a little bit more power. And within that power, you have a little bit more motivation. And when you start to build on this purpose, power, and motivation, you start to grow. You know I want to quote Spider-Man there, right? Did I quote Spider-Man? You know I want to quote because with great power comes great responsibility. Sorry. Sorry. Marvel geek. So this is this is a motivation. Let's go with great power comes great motivation. <laughs> Spidey would take that. Yeah. It's one of those things that you have to think about because you want to be motivated. You want to be excited about the things that you want to do in life. And you want to figure out how to get from point A to point B. That's and not just literally. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's a change. Moving one step closer to what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I know one thing that my son came up against. Um, And we did have a conversation. I just wanted to be transparent that before we came on today, we had a conversation about the, there's a conversation going on, on in, in many autism communities about whether it's diagnosis first language or person first language. And we haven't been able to find anything so far that gives us a definitive answer of what's preferred. So we will be interchanging the a person with autism and an autistic person throughout the conversation because we want to be respectful of both sides. Um, I know for myself, I, I see my son first and his diagnosis second. That's not his defining thing um, from my perspective. But one thing that we came up against in the um, school system a lot was people seeing his diagnosis first and thinking he wasn't capable. And we have this on our list here of Mm -hmm. perhaps moving forward, progressing in some capacity could be as simple as because you want to prove that you are capable and that other people's limitations or other people's, the way they see you doesn't define what you're able to do. Um, And we've worked really hard with my son to make sure that he understands that he's the one in control um, and we had to have several toe to toes with, um, what are they called? education assistants and whatever, who were hobbling him mm-hmm. because they kept wanting to do things for him and make change easy and make progress easy. And I finally had to lay it down and say, you know what? 
if he can walk the dog, take out the garbage, make his own bed, wash his own sheets, do his own laundry, make his own lunch, do whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm constantly at home trying to prove he's capable and you're trying to make him helpless. And that's not okay. That's off the table. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that, that you are as a person, see, now this is where I feel kind of self-conscious. What do I say? As a person with autism or as an autistic person, however you identify, this is a way to prove those people wrong. What was the other one we had in here? I really found it powerful that you shared um, the client's experience. No names, but the I don't give a crap mentality. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that? I can't remember that. (laughs) So you can't. So Paulette had shared that one of her clients perceived that they had no purpose in life because nobody gave a shit about them anyway. Mm. Nobody gave a shit whether they achieved something. Nobody gave a shit whether they had a purpose or not. And I find that very uh, heartbreaking Mm -hmm. that that's there. So that's what we're also trying to fix. Um, Is that? I I get that, you know, that nobody gives a, a shit from a lot of clients. So it's one of those things. That's why one of the things that's extremely important to me is that you want to be motivated to do this yourself. You want to have yeah. that internal motivation, that ready to take the next step. Because if you're not ready, change is going to be 20 times harder. Yep. Uh, when you're looking at some of the things that aren't successful with change, if someone is standing behind you saying, you have to do this, you have to go get a job right now, you need to get a job, you're going to get a job, let's go get a job. And yeah. you're not ready for that job? Not going to work. It's not going to work. So that's why this is all about self-awareness and self-motivation. If you are not motivated, it's not going to be successful. The clients I work with, I make sure that they're ready for it. If they're not ready for it, we don't go looking for a job. But we make sure they have a lot of other skills in place and they're working towards other goals. Yes. Prepare them for that to get them ready for that workplace or that whatever their goal is, whether it's college or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's finding out where they, where you're at, what you need, and the motivation you have to do it, not the motivation of what other people tell you you have to do. And we've talked about that, and we'll be talking about that more in, in uh, a few modules from now, which is the difference between, or do we have that on the list for today? Um, the difference between being forced and pushed. Yeah. And that came up when we were putting together the e-learning series, because we've, we've got five or six different ones. Um, and that's one thing that Paulette has, you know, in her 20 plus years of working with the autism community, when parents are the ones pushing, um, or forcing, I should say, Mm -hmm. that can be a real challenge for change because they're coming at it from their agenda versus recognizing where their kid is and what that kid needs. Um, I'm currently working through, um, a program from Stephen Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people. And one of the things he brings up is, is that mindset and how that impacts how we engage and how we support other people when it's our agenda versus recognizing what that person needs, but being pushed completely different thing. Sometimes we all need a push. We all need like a gentle nudge to kind of get our hiney going. Yeah. And that's called encouragement. That's called teaching the skills. That's called working with somebody, mm-hmm. not forcing somebody to do it. Yeah. Get Which, it done. 
Doesn't Which brings work. us to our, our next thing um, is the negative aspects of change because we, we, we don't want to paint a rosy picture. The reality is change can be hard and change can be overwhelming, especially when you're trying to do it on your own. And when you're being forced, that can actually trigger a major anxiety reaction, which can then set you back, right? So we want to make sure that we give you tools so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of tools there. And this is one of the things that I work a lot with people who are trying to make the next step in their life is managing their own anxiety. Yeah, for because sure. As you know, 70% of people who have an autistic diagnosis also have an anxiety or a depression diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at that, that's a great number. And when you look at change, change will trigger your anxiety. So yeah. making sure that you're actually working with strategies to help maintain and manage your anxiety and working through it so that you can take the step with change with less fear, less anxiety, um, and you are more successful moving with change. And one thing to recognize is that other people might be very resistant to you changing something. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've run into um, is parents, some parents can wrap their identity around their kid uh, who has autism. Mm -hmm. And that's what their purpose is. Their purpose is around whatever that looks like. And I'm not going to put words into any, anybody's situation. I haven't done that. Mm -hmm. um, my life is my life and my son's life is my son's life. And I definitely offer him a different level of support and what have you than I do my daughter because my daughter's neurotypical, but that doesn't mean she doesn't need any. Um, but keeping my identity separate from his diagnosis allows him to change and me not to feel threatened by that. And so you might run into a situation where if you've got a good group of friends or you have caregivers, you have parents, whatever, and you've decided that something needs to change in your life, they might be resistant to that. And they might start filling your ears full of mm -hmm. crap because the positive thing out of this is that you've decided to move towards change. It forces them to recognize that they might need to change some things, but they might not be ready yet. And so that's where that resistance comes from. It's their fear that if you change, they might have to change. And you know, that, that can be scary. And rocking the boat is something that a lot of people don't like. They just like to keep going steady. Yeah. Steady pace and don't change anything. But that's not going to be successful for a lot of people. A lot of people want to do something else. Yeah. Want to add another layer to their life. Yeah. Agreed. And that's what this change is all about. What we're talking about here is that other change, the other layer of, of it. A lot yeah. of people have this fear of the other layer because the fear is unknown. Well, what if I do that? What if, what if I actually want to meet more people? And, and what if I say the wrong thing? And what if I can't do it? And what if I get in there and they, they don't like me? And, and what if... Um, I'm not successful at the job. And, and what if I do something wrong and make a mistake? And what if, what if this happens? And what if that happens? That's all fear of the unknown. It's all catastrophizing. Everybody, yeah. Everybody in life experiences the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. How you are worked, uh, supported and how you learn things and what you need to get, be successful that we help you with. For sure. And I it's was listening to something. Go ahead. Sorry. It's all about teaching the skills in the way that will help you to be successful. So a number of years ago, I took a um, two-day workshop thing on the powerlessness of what if. Um, and part of that was reflecting backwards. So 
if you looked at past events and you what if, well, it's a, it's a, a futile gesture because the past is concrete. You can't change it. Um, and so what ifing about that, just a waste of energy. Likewise, studies have proven that when people go into catastrophizing with the what if and they get wrapped in that little cyclone, I think they said something like 95% of the time, it never comes to fruition. <laughs> and, and what ifing the crap out of something is 10 times worse than actually trying it and, and being, you can, you likely, the likelihood is far greater that you'll be successful than fail, which I find kind of, you know, funny because... What is wrong? And, and failure is, here's one thing I'll, I'll put out there. Failure is part of change. Mm -hmm. I think failure is awesome. And I have a lot of respect for people who fail because that means you're trying. And, and just, you have to try. You, you're right. And I, I don't, I don't know if I shared this last time, but I'm going to share it again in that. So my son completed a year at Sheridan college and he took the visual and creative arts certificate. Um, and he not only has a, a diagnosis of autism, but he's also dyslexic and ADD and there's some other stuff going on. So post-secondary education for him is a big deal. Got into the program. He was doing quite well. And by the way, before he even began the program, I was being told, we well, have to reduce his course load. Well, you have to do this and you have to do that. And I remember getting quite angry and saying, why would I want to tell my kid he's going to fail before he even tries? Like, let's just see how this rolls. So he got to his second semester and he was taking English. So keeping in mind, he's dyslexic. English is his, his, his bugaboo. Um, and we had put tools in place. And once I had done my piece come September, I was like, good luck. You got to manage your transportation. You got to manage your course load. You got to manage your deadlines. I have put success tools in place for you. This is a safe way for you to navigate that and learn to advocate for yourself and manage and whatever. So he wasn't doing well in English and I was picking him up or we're going somewhere and he was getting really upset that he was failing on his assignments. And I said, okay, I said, just so we're clear, dad and I are never going to get mad at you if you fail. What do you mean? I said, if you're failing, you're trying. I said, you know how many people who don't have any of your challenges don't go to college because they're too afraid to try? Really? I said, yeah. I said, now, what I, I said, how does failure feel? And he didn't like it. And he, and he was really good. And he explained how it felt. And I said, you know, what would be worse. And he says, what's that? I said, going through your entire life and never feeling that way. I said, because if you never feel what it's like to fail, then you're not trying anything new. I said, the only time I'm going to get really mad is if you continue to fail for the same reason, because you have the intelligence and the capacity to fix why you're failing. I said, so those are the things I said, you can in charge of, of failing and how many times you fail, because I fail a lot. You can control how you feel about failure so that you don't let fear get in the way and you keep trying and you're in control of fixing why you failed. And that seemed to give him permission to just kind of keep going and understanding that trying is the best part. Mm -hmm. Trying is where growth happens. Trying is where you make progress in your life, mm -hmm. which is what we're trying to do. So 
those are the, yeah. So I think we've, we've covered the negatives and the positives and that's mm-hmm. kind of great. Um, what have you seen as far as, you know, biases and behaviors and things like that, that affect whether somebody is, is successful in making progress to a goal or a, a, a thing they want to change? Uh, what I love is, is when I work with people and they do get that understanding and that acceptance and they are able to change from this what if to I can statements and they actually That's step huge. up and start doing it. Uh, sometimes the interference comes from, as Elizabeth just explained, a potentially a, a college uh, uh, system or an employment system. Um, but the more and more people I work with, the more and more people I help get jobs, they're just amazingly successful at their jobs. They're just amazingly successful because that's what they want in life. They want to do things that everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really steep um, change for some people because they have to go from, what if I make a mistake? What if I go wrong? What, 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 what? To I'm doing it. And I'm stepping forward and I'm making that change. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is successful and it does make people feel great about themselves. It is not easy for some. It's very easy for other people, but it does something that it makes the person feel good about themselves when they take that step. Which then leads to more steps. And, you know, it's a self-perpetuating cycle when you build that toolkit um, and, and you start having smaller successes. So one thing I, I love about when I talk to Paulette and I forget to mention it, she always includes going after some kind of education as, as a, a progress uh, choice. Um, it could be a continuing ed course, could be finishing high school, could be going to college or post-secondary uh, or university because all of those things are within your grasp at some level. A lot of people question why I do that. And, why don't I get it? But my son, who's also Asperger's, um, in high school, it was the worst time of his life. The most horrid thing he'd ever done in his life was finish high school, or go to high school, I should say. He did finish it. Um, and I kept on saying, but if you go to post-secondary... It'll be different. It's different. You're an adult. You're treated like an adult. You're treated with a lot more respect. And if you can advocate for yourself, you'll get that respect back tenfold. 100%. And since that time, my son has finished a two-year community college program and a four-year university degree. Mm-hmm. But he had to do it when he was ready. So he didn't exactly. start those until he was 24. Yep. Right? He needed that time in between high school and college to get there. His change was on a different schedule than everybody else. Which is totally fine. And that's one thing we've said about Thomas from the get-go is that it will unravel. And you know, my husband said something and my, I I can't remember what it was, but it was, my response was, it's going to happen. It's just not going to be on the timeline that we were anticipating. Yeah. But you know what? Our daughter isn't any, she's uh, 13 months younger. She's not any closer. Mm -hmm. So is that an autism thing or is that just a, a thing? Yeah. I think it's a thing because yeah. everybody will get to where they need to go to in their timeline. Yep. In Agreed. their time. And, and we're there just to support and guide and make sure people are doing it as successfully as they can. Yep. And reassuring, right? Cause my, yeah. my son actually said something the other day that was, 
it was a few months ago. I think it was pre-COVID and it was about asking for help. And I was getting really aggravated because he wasn't asking for help and something was happening or whatever. And I looked at him and I said, what makes you think you're so special that you don't need to ask for help? And he looked at me, he's like, well, you don't ask for help. I'm like, oh, 600% I do all the time. What do you mean? I'm like, I don't know everything I need to know to grow my business. That's why I work with Haltech. That's why I work with Innovation Factory. That's why I have a mentor. That's why I reach out to people within my network who are smarter than I am, because that's what you do as a leader and as somebody that you want to be successful. You always ask for help. Everybody has knowledge gaps. Everybody has skill gaps. I don't care who you are. You can't know everything for, for what you need to accomplish. And a strength, a personal strength, is knowing when you need to ask for help. That doesn't mean you need to behave as though you're helpless. That means you recognize that there are people out there who can fill those gaps for you <clears throat> and help you move forward. And I don't know what kind of image I was putting out beforehand, but he was like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course I'm just because I don't tell you all the time, but that illustrated for me that I need to set that example of sharing that I asked for help. Right. That was one thing we learned. Um, Paulette and I just finished doing living life to the full, which is an excellent course on mental health as a parent and caregiver of somebody on the spectrum. And one thing that came out of that was modeling. And if you are uh, a parent and you're not modeling asking for help and you're not modeling being open for change and you're not modeling filling your skill gaps and what have you, you cannot turn around and try and force your kid to then be all happy-go-lucky about change because that's, that's like a dung beetle pushing a big pile of poo up a hill. Like that's not going to happen. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you need to do some self-reflection. <laughs> you need to consider your open own honest is all, Being open and honest is all you need to be. For sure. Children see parents as perfect. Well, we're not. We make mistakes. They, we have, they have to see that we have to ask for help. They have to see that we get a little freaked out with change. Yep. Um, but for still me, go it's through with a very it. Big thing, um, because I do have anxiety. And taking on a new job or doing a podcast causes me <laughs> extensive anxiety. But I'm stepping She's better now. I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm still learning. And You're rocking it. Yeah. So I'm going to share a funny story that before COVID, we had the opportunity to be interviewed um, by a great guy, Salman. And he came into our office when we were at Tech Place and poor Paulette was just ramping it up. She was vibrating with, what the hell? And so I'm a huge believer in aromatherapy um, because it's non-medicinal and it's, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I just find it really works for me. So in our office, and luckily Paulette's on the same page. And so in the office, a friend of mine had created a, a custom blend for calming and whatever. And I just, and I was not trying to be mean, but she was like, what's up? So I grabbed the bottle of spray and I'm like, do you need me to spray you? <laughs> And it was kind of like, you know, bad kitty with a spray water bottle. 
<laughs> but then she started laughing and we did spray just to, you know, finish that up. But she was awesome. And you did a fantastic job on that podcast. She pushed through her fear, got her anxiety under control and answered the questions amazingly well, you know, and, and has done great ever since. This is our second podcast together here and we've got like a ton to go. So she went out and bought her own bottle of, <laughs> of calming spray and now she just gives herself a little spritzy before she comes on and off we go. But that's, <laughs> she's so thrilled that I shared that. Yes, I am very thrilled. <laughs> but I do, I have this, so I have a, so here's the other thing, guys. The reason I share that is because we all have hangups about trying new things. And we all, what if? I'm not diminishing anybody's reaction. I'm not trying to take over anybody's story. But what I can share is that, you know, as a three-time entrepreneur, I can assure you there have been many pant-crapping moments where I have second-guessed myself into, you know, sleepless nights and what have you. And pushed through anyway. Chunked it down, asked for help, wrote it out, got my, you know, reactions under control and embraced the uselessness of what if and said, I'm not going to do that anymore. So we all have that. Paulette is a 30 year, you know, experienced person and still has issues talking about how amazing she is. But she got through it and she does it. I'm launching a brand new technology company. Psh, do I sound like Bill Gates? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked for help. That's the biggest thing I think around the change module that we're going to be delving into is the importance of asking for help. Having a good laugh sometimes when your reactions get the best of you and creating a network of support that you can share your crazy with. You know, I what there's a meme or something. Have you seen that? Where I like you, you're my type of crazy. Oh yeah, That's I love one. that. Yeah, you know, I'm like, we've just kicked off uh, tonight. Will be our second. Oh, my son left the house and I didn't know. <laughs> just, just seeing him come back. Um, we're kicking off our second night tonight. We'll move into what's what's coming up of the Living Life to the Full program for people 18 plus on the spectrum. Um, very excited about that. I'm going to have to go and get some more of my action figures from downstairs. Um, and I'm not being disparaging, but that's one thing that we all bonded about, which was awesome. And then we are moving closer to launching our socially ASD platform, which will be an online, um, social meetup, meetup derivative. I don't know. We're figuring that out. And then we've, we've got something else that we might include in that, that I think is going to be really helpful. Um, We've been working on a project called the Artistics Collective, and I've been reaching out to my network of incredibly creative people to create mentorship opportunities. Um, so we're, we're getting that together. And then next week, we're going to be exploring module two of uh, introducing change. And some of the things that we're going to be discussing would be why should things change? Because why is a huge question. Mm -hmm. So like, what are your pain points? What's gotten so... Uh, encumbering that it's time to let that shit go. Um, how you can increase the level of control in your life by making a plan around change, how you can create more opportunities for yourself, um, looking at your happiness index, which 
I have to tell you that I added that and now I can't completely remember what that means, but we'll figure it out by next week. Um, and some of the things we're going to be asking some questions would be like, what's been happening that you feel you need to change? You know, have you lost some friends? Uh, have you lost a job? Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to gain a job? Like what kind of pivot are you at right now? Is your mental health becoming an issue? Um, and one thing that happened, I know for me is, uh, you can tell I'm not a particularly shy person. I'm actually an introvert, but I'm not shy. And the challenge was I didn't have a big filter between my brain and my mouth. So Paula, contrary, she's sucking her lips in the back of her head, but contrary to popular opinion, I have a much better filter now than I did before. And one of the reasons that exists is because I was consistently hearing comments that I was hurting people's feelings or was making people angry or whatever it was. And so made the conscious decision that that was getting in the way of me pursuing opportunities that was getting in the way of me being happy because I don't like intentionally or unintentionally upsetting other people. And so I started working on it probably about 15 years ago. So if you've been hearing on a consistent basis from a variety of sources, one person does not always count that something that you're doing or saying or whatever is, is uh, causing issues, it might be time to take a look at that. It might be time to consider that it's, uh, it's not just them. <laughs> so that's what's happening. Um, and Paulette, how are we going to wrap up? She's looking at me yeah. blankly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no. Peace out. Peace out. Sounds good. No. <laughs> Facetious. <laughs> what would you say is something people could ponder between now and next time they give us a listen? Well, one of the things I think they should think about is where they are right now. Yep. And are they happy where they are right now? Yep. And do they want to keep going where they are right now? Or do they want to have that step, that change? You want to step out of that puddle. Yep. Just a little bit. We're not asking you to take a giant leap and finish university by the end of this uh, podcast. We're asking you to take a step. That'd be awesome. That would be lovely. I'd like to do that. Oh, uh, man. Speed load uh, university into your head. That'd be cool. But yeah, just what is that one step, that one thing in life that you'd like to change? Cool. And that can seem overwhelming. So to narrow it down, it could be some things we've talked about before are, you know, and not to be stereotypical, but some common things within the autism community are gaming too much, mm -hmm. weird sleeping habits, um, not taking the time to be social mm -hmm. in whatever capacity that looks like. Uh, one thing that came up with our parenting group was self-care. Mm -hmm. So are you getting outside for a walk every day? Are you drinking enough water? Are you whatever? Taking a sh taking a shower, <laughs> yeah, that's part of self care. Is that the personal that's hygiene? Fair, yeah. yeah, totally fair. Totally fair. Hygiene's always a an important thing. Um, I did put pants on today, so I was quite pleased. Although I did apparently this morning try to put my sweater on inside out, so I was like, "This is Tuesday, but damn, it's Monday." <laughs> <laughs> so those are some things to consider, you know. And if it's outside of that box, awesome. We'd love to hear what you are wanting to work on. 
Mm-hmm. You want to be more creative. You want to complete a course. Do you want to, I don't know, learn to knit? I, I don't know. There's hundreds and hundreds of things and everything is individual to the person. So it is individual to you. Figure out what you want to do. Um, Elizabeth and I are both lifelong learners. So we're both taking more courses now. Crazy. That's what we do. Again, another step in change, right? So. Well, I will share a funny, so I I, I say that a lot. Poor Paulette, she either hears, I will share a funny story or I've had an idea. Um, but the course I'm doing right now, I'm completing in my, I have a thing called a passion planner, which I don't use as a scheduler. I actually use it more like a journal diary situation. Love the layout though. And, and I know Paulette uses some of the layouts with her clients because the pages are really good for getting organized. So I ran out of paper in my passion planner in the back for the notes section. And I'm heading into my fourth passion planner. So I'll, I'll go back and look at the other ones and see if there's any extra paper in there. So six months ago, I finished um, John C. Maxwell's The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which I'm now trained to teach. So we might do that as well. And and then I go into a passion planner from two years ago. (laughs) And I had done the course then too. (laughs) Laid it out the exact same way, did all the little, you know, and my coach looked at my version of this time. And she's like, you know, most people don't go to this level. (laughs) same level two years ago. So I just, I'm like, okay, lifelong learner and then repeat learner is, you know, probably (laughs) a little extreme. (laughs) So thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, We are going to be having guests on upcoming podcasts. We are connecting with people on the spectrum who have moved forward successfully. We're going to connect with those who are trying to make things happen for themselves. We'll just let them share their story and we'll see how that comes out. Uh, We're going to be having the disability channel on. We're going to be having a whole whack of different um, people who are advocating to help everybody be successful. We'll see what that looks like right now, but we hope you'll stay tuned. And if you have any questions or comments, please leave it in the, where I don't even know where you're listening. If this is on iTunes, I'm not sure there's a comment area. If you're on SoundCloud, I know there is. Um, and if you found this through the website, spiralcareerscanada.ca or comspectrumconsulting.ca, which is, is it .ca or .com? .ca. .ca is Paulette's business. Then thanks. Get in touch. Let us know. Thumbs up. Check us out on Facebook. Woohoo. <laughs> ah, feeling much better now. COVID crazy. Going down. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. I swear that you are, you are the future. Thank you for joining us on the Across the Desk podcast with our new series, The Future Looks Good. Please check out SpiroCareersCanada.ca to learn more about the resources available to people on the autism spectrum for employment success. Thank you.